episode 582 of the lead cast podcast i'm nick cooper and joining me is aiden rock arts hey how's it going and colton sweat it almost slipped out <laughs> it's it's going good nick it's going good it's tuesday my dudes how about that um indeed we've got a little tiny little bit of uh lead cast news oh we've got a new patron as well um we'll have a discussion on some stuff um no ad reads this week so we'll we're, we're figuring out the format of the show as we go but you know we'll talk about that stuff and then competitive league and roundtable and min mail fight uh maybe with some extra stuff slotted in who who can truly know but one thing that we do know for sure is how our weeks went and aiden why don't you tell us about that my went well um i still haven't played any league i am now a fish am i the lowest yellow on the pole cold what's your mmr right now what's your rank right now um, I'm like D one seventy, I think. So then probably right. Uh, yeah, 80, I was gonna say because I I let my account decay from three hundred and ten LP, um, to I, I haven't logged on, so it is oh, wait, now. No, I'm twenty seven points in solo queue, so you're probably okay. ahead of me. Still higher. Yeah, I'm D one seventy five, so Nick's the highest right now. As um, it's gamers. as it was always meant to be, because he's the most skilled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As we um, can see I'm, by his A RAM performance. <laughs> Yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, I've uh, been just kind of chilling. I haven't played uh, anything outside of ARAMs uh, in like two weeks now, which is cool. And I've really been enjoying it. I've been enjoying just hanging out, playing other stuff. Um, ARAMs have been a lot of fun, though. Uh, And then the little bit of casual league I've been playing has been fun. Still hoping to come back in like June or so and play like a bunch of flex, hopefully to GM and then solo queue up to like somewhere in master tier. Um, those are kind of my goals. Uh, as for non-league stuff, um, I played through all of uh, The World Ends With You, uh, and that game was pretty good. Uh, not the biggest JRPG fan, uh, but like it, it was good. Um, and then I also played through all of Doom. I like playing different games back-to-back always. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't ever play two RPGs in a row or two like. Yeah puzzle games in a row or whatever uh this was probably the most crazy difference between two <laughs> games uh dude doom the 2016 doom's really good though yeah it, it is really good i've uh, i've played through both that and the sequel to doom 2016 and mm-hmm. both were uh just really fun it, it's there's something fun about just like mindlessly killing demons you know I didn't know there was boss fights in that game, which is crazy. Yeah, and the boss fights I feel like are like not the easiest sometimes. No, they're dude. I, I like two tried every single one at least. Like the, the combat at least is really really hard. Mm-hmm. Like just this in one. general, I don't know what difficulty you're playing on, um, but like some of the harder difficulties, like I I would absolutely mm-hmm. never attempt. Yeah, no, it was super fun. I I really, really enjoyed it. I'm hoping that they eventually put the sequel uh on um the sub service so i can play that um but it was, it was a blast um not sure what i'm gonna play next but i know they announced their new games tomorrow for like the sub service so hopefully something good's in that uh and that's kind of it for my week just kind of like casual league play uh lots of lcs watching and then just some other fun stuff what about awesome. you colton uh yeah i also haven't really been playing much solo queue um i think i have like maybe five or six games since the last show 
Yeah, you had a handful played, this like, week. Mm-hmm. One day with Trevor, I think, was really about it. And uh, those didn't go great. I, I haven't been playing much and wasn't playing super well, but also am not really like trying to, to grind out and, and climb at the moment. Um, I have been playing, though, and grinding out a lot of TFT. Um, I've been playing solo and double up. Uh, both of which I went from like unranked to platinum this last week. Um, so hopefully next show I'll be diamond, if not masters in regular. Um, I, I feel like I've got a pretty decent grasp on this set um, and, I'm, and I'm playing pretty well. I've been playing double up mostly with Quinn. We've been popping off. We got first in 10 out of our last 12 games and we got Dang. second the other two. Uh, so we got we got a big win streak going on. Um, That's insane, actually. Yeah, like it's it, it it's weird and kind of I, I guess expected because I think we're both like at least at some point like you know he was diamond in TFT at some point like I, w- I used to be masters in TFT so like it, it makes sense that we are like able to to easily clear through like silver and gold. Um, but it, it also is just like really nice to be playing well enough to actually like not have one bad game. And I think the double up aspect makes that a lot easier that like, if one of you is doing poorly, you can kind of even it out and you can, you can plan things better. So in in Um, double up, is it just like you both, um, like are competing against each other? Like, but sharing you, resources, like how does that work? Do you, you have share a team health a pool? Health pool, yes. Okay. You you have the same HP bar. Um, you get little things where you can send your teammate champions. Mm, um, okay, so you can help that and, way. And then you can also send them like you can like buy components and stuff for them at, in some later rounds. So it's like if 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 you make your own econ really good, I can like afford to send you let's say an Orn item. Whereas if I'm not like playing smart i might only be able to afford to send you like a component um but it's it, I, see, it, go I saw they improved it a lot it used to be like super not great i mean it was kind of just like the first inter- iteration first iteration was literally every single game the team that's in first would just be sending their one teammate uh five cost unit so they'd get a three car three three star five cost like as soon as possible and it was like so <laughs> fucked but i've heard it's like it's really really good now after like a bunch of changes so yeah it's it's, it's definitely a lot better so the the like way that you send people units in the early game you can only send three cost or lower so like if you're playing a four cost carry and i just like randomly hit it i can't send it to you early mm-hmm. um and then like in the late game i might be able to send you like two high cost units because it's like seven rounds between when i get when i could like send a unit and when i get my next one to send you something um you can't send items anymore which is a little bit sad um, but it, it does make sense because I think there's some really like really really strong snowbally aspects of that, and especially after they added augments into the game, you can hit some like ridiculously dumb stuff. If I was able to like send you uh, a trait or like a spatula, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, cool, you hit underground six, you know three turns into the game because you got soul and i went that too and i just sent you my spatula or something 
Yeah, there's a couple streamers that I was watching playing it, and like I remember, like back the first season they released it, it very much felt like solved. Like the best way to play is get one person so far ahead because you go to your teammates' board when you win, so they just win instantly. They come to your board and win for you. Um, oh, but it okay. seems like huh. way more balanced now. Yeah, like there's there's definitely still some of that, um, and and there's some interesting things you can do with it where it's like if you lose but it you you lost because like their allies showed up and their units killed you um i I don't know the exact calculation i I think you have to kill the entire enemy board and then just only lose to like their allies but if that happens you only lose one hp like regardless of number of champions and and what round you're at um which yeah like it, it is really annoying when you like would have won the combat but then there's like some other weak player that's not on your team or their team but then their allies board shows up because you know player fucking x out there in last place has a shit shit board i mean um, it was the classic like kennedy and i would play together right and it's like it's one thing when like you're you guys are both playing like say yellow team and one of you loses and then they're they go to the help like their teammate and you fuck each other over or whatever that's one thing it's like okay that's fine but dude when when both your guys are the people you're playing against aren't playing against your teammates and both them win and then send units it, it feels like it feels like we just rolled shitty because like they both mm-hmm. they both played against like just weaker opponents. But uh, I'm glad I'm glad it's gotten better. Like it seems like it's a lot more fun now. Yeah, it definitely it definitely is a good time. Um, so yeah, we've been grinding and we keep grinding. Um, I, I think we can definitely like hit masters at the rate we're going. Um, we we have a pretty good like duo comp that we've been running. Um, so if you're out there trying to to grind double up, uh. If one player plays Lucian reroll and the other person plays Infiniteam, very, very good combo. Also, I think Lucian reroll is just giga cracked right now. That's what I've been playing in solo queue. Uh, reroll comps are so easy to play. Anyway, that's that's all the TFT I'll go into because I know <laughs> a lot of our listeners don't care about TFT. <laughs> um, outside of that, still been playing um, some Legends of Runeterra on my phone. As I've been ranking up in TFT, I'm like, damn, if I hit Masters in, like, double up, regular ranked, and then if I go hyper in rapid, I'm like, do I do I want to then get back on the Legends of Runeterra ladder and try and hit Master in that? <laughs> That'd be cool. Because <laughs> um, I, I, I stopped at D4 last time. Um, and was like, okay, maybe I'll hit, I'll hit D4 in all the Riot games. But then if I... I, I know I could do it in, like everything um up to valorant because like there's no way i'm so mad yeah i want to see you guys try valorant at some point i'm so i'm so bad at shooters i and all of my like i, I guess like team site based like right like i, I played a lot of counter-strike and i just want valorant to be counter-strike and it's not now counter-strike 2 is coming so it's like hard for me to commit but maybe I'll, maybe i'll get like gold i think i could get gold in valorant if i if i really tried it <laughs> but um that would that would be kind of the next one and then i don't know if i'll ever actually try and grind wild rift on my phone it does not sound fun to try and play league on my phone but maybe the interface is actually good i don't i don't know i know AD, it, i feel like it's better it. than you would expect um okay. mm-hmm. but not perfect because it's still i don't phone, like that right? the trolls but i like the game more like i think like mm. the shorter game time feels better i think like a lot of things they do with like xp leveling stuff like that mm-hmm. feels better it's just more like there are times where i'm like fuck if i was on league i know for a fact i could do that mechanically yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, that's uh, about it for my week. So I'll, I'll hand it over to the king, the highest rated player among Hello. us. I've reclaimed my throne. Yes. And I put the skulls of my enemy on my demon throne. Is that what... Is that what yeah. he says? Um, how many how many skulls did you add to your <laughs> throne playing Aram yesterday? Two hundred and thirty two <laughs> skulls in ten games. Jesus, um, averaging but, over twenty three kills a game. Thanks for the quick math. Quick math. Uh, yeah, had uh, had a lot of fun playing. Uh, so Aram's yesterday with uh, I think I played exclusively with Aiden, and then um, some other people towards the end. Um, but uh, probably played the best like. <laughs> maybe the best league of my life yesterday and it was an aram uh absolutely the best aram of my uh, for sure um but uh aside from that uh played i think four ranked games this week um still kind of not 100 percent sure if i want to just decay and take a break or if i'm just gonna play and not really care what happens um kind of leaning towards that but i think i just went two and two this week um minus like a couple lp so what's uh, your peak right now uh i think master 70 that's not bad at all but i'm at masters 41 so not too bad we'll uh we'll ah. see if i if i had the opportunity to play more games i'm sure uh, i'd be able to climb a little bit higher i don't know how, if i can get to like 300 or whatever you guys were at before but higher than 70 seems attainable so um uh I, I think you, you skipped over the arm so you guys i think won like what yeah, eleven in a row. <laughs> we we played ten, and we went nine and one. Okay. Um, only we actually only lost when Colton came. You yeah, know, it was it was. I just found it so funny because they they had won the like nine in a row. Nick's averaging like twenty three kills a game. And His I least kills he got in the ten games we played was fourteen. Yeah, and that was a a pretty quick game. If I'm not, I guess it was fifteen yeah, it was whole minutes, 15. but. I mean, the most um, you got was, what, 38 or something? 38. Like, I had a 38 yeah. kills in Zao game. <laughs> That's disgusting. You just go um, full damage, you know? Yeah. It was just, it was funny because they were, yeah, they were nine wins in. He was going like 23 kills around and I joined the party and he's like, Colton, I'll, don't, don't steal my kills. Yeah. You have to promise me not to steal your kills. <laughs> um, stole, so uh, approximately 14 of them. I, I got Lee Sin and I, I got our first eight kills of the mm -hmm. game. Um, yeah. Like we had, we had eight kills. I had all of them and I was like stealing them all with Q. I was like flash eating to steal <laughs> stuff. Um, and then he very quickly outpaced me and ended with a 20 bomb. I was uh, also playing Zeri with a yeah. disgusting front line. So, and I, I, I do want to like, I think I had some really good like supporting cast that, that like stretch. Not to like take all the credit. We had three games of Vigar in a row who just went cage max. So it's <laughs> it's hard to not win when that's the case. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely enables you. Mm -hmm. uh, I was I was just very happy to be the one to to end the streak and try and steal. You would your be. Kills. You would be, huh? I'm I'm the villain, Nick. Uh, but I do think I'm the world's greatest Aram player at this point. For so. sure, for sure. When they when they bring back Aram Clash, they're not gonna let you play. They True. say this is an amateur tournament, no professional. I do think I don't I don't know if the ARM MMR thing like tracker works anymore, but I think I did have the highest out of all like uh, out of all of us. Yeah. When when it did work. I'm good at that mode. Mostly cuz no I play one against higher so than fucking Soda and his friends though True. on her Discord. It's crazy. But mostly cuz I play against like silver players who 
don't know how characters work. <laughs> also, Aiden, I noticed that we didn't get we didn't get typed at very much when <laughs> when we were on that when, streak. When you're winning, yeah, yeah, when we're averaging twenty three kills a game, yeah, huh? But it, it was. Oh, dude, fun. I just want to fucking put Aram loser only loses <laughs> in the fucking dirt. It makes me so angry. It's crazy. Just don't type angry to other people if you're playing Aram. It's it's weird. God, the guy who fucking yeah. game one we play with him. He fucking like is just shit talking all of us. And then we play against him game two, beat him. And then he's on our team again game three, and he's just talking shit again. And I fuck it. I I was so angry. His, his he just plays Aram all but only by himself every single fucking day, which is fine. Just don't fucking type at people. But then he goes, <laughs> I I fucking call him out for fucking being Aram only. Andy, uh, and, and he <laughs> says, I, "It's okay. I I don't mind playing alone because I'm not insecure." Yeah, he said it's insecure <laughs> to play with other people because you can't be by yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, dude. Yeah, I, I think that was this past weekend, but it was. Uh, oh, it makes me so angry. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it was it's, weird. It's wild because like he would have a point if he wasn't the one instigating, right? Where it's yeah. like, hey, if you want to play the game on your own and enjoy it, that's fine, but like. If you have to flame other people's build or gameplay on a non on the on the least competitive game mode, yeah, like then then you are insecure. Like, yeah. like that's that that's the fucking indicator right there. Yeah, I mean, he was it's, just practicing for the next Aram clash. Oh, okay, okay, sure. <laughs> so, he's it's just so one. weird, very like, prestigious. Like some people take it so seriously. Like I, I think mm-hmm. it's fine. Like if you want to build, if I go into an Aram game and you're playing fucking Heart Steel Zeri. Are we gonna lose? Yes, but it's also fucking Aram, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we played with a Heartsteel, Titanic Hydra, Bork, Lucian, yeah. who like was not very useful, but we we didn't say anything to him. Like it's we said Aram, stuff to each yeah. other, but who cares? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Uh, let people enjoy the things that they enjoy. How about that? Um, I think that's it. So let's get into the show. We've got one new patron, Rug- Rugby Ninja. Thanks for supporting us. Uh, yeah, on that note, we did forget to do the full list last week. We're going to do it at the end of the show oh, this true. week. Oh, true. Good catch again. <laughs> so um, for all you out there who are like, where was my name being read on the wall of support? We got you. We're not going to forget this week unless we do, but I think we won't. <laughs> well, open the tab cool. and leave it open. We'll see. Is um, there? Lee cast news, Aiden. Uh, literally no news at all. Join the Discord server. Discord. Yeah, join the Discord server. How about that? <laughs> It's in bold. Uh, okay, do we want to have a little discussion before we before we move on? Yeah, no new news, uh, there's by the a way, so. couple of different things. So there's two different things. One of them is about the bo- the boss, mm-hmm. uh, and one is about Erpog. They're both streamers, and I think these are both interesting discussion points. Uh, the boss one, I think we could start with. Um, it's because literally an hour ago or two hours ago, he got banned again. Yeah. Um, after going one in seventeen on Ramus, and yeah. It's this weird thing of, I think there are two very vocal groups on both sides of the discussion. One, uh, whenever it's a thread like this, everyone's like, yeah, this guy should be permanently banned from the game. He fucking ruins it. Uh, You should not be able to play like this. Uh, It's trolling. He's inting. All those terms. And then you have the other side of it, which is when Tyler One made the the front page a couple days ago where he said, uh, I don't know his exact quote about the boss, but it's pretty well just saying like, the guy makes the macro of EUS like worse and it's he should be banned because he like plays like shit and trolls and all this shit right um it's kind of the gist of it uh and in that thread it was literally everyone being like 
fucking crybaby. He obviously it, it, you shouldn't be banned because it works. It's a good strategy. If he gets LP with it, it's not trolling. You know all those like counterpoints, and it's obviously somewhere in the middle, right? Like yeah. we can all just be adults here and say it's somewhere in the middle. Um, and I'm just curious because like so right now the boss went. 117 on Ramus and got banned and he's recently been playing only api api relia um and once again irelia has four for three of her abilities have ap ratios right uh her w her e and her alt have ap ratios uh the whole idea of it is when you have ap on her uh your w uh has 100 damage reduction when you have 400 ap for physical damage wow, that's also insane. do you know that has different uh ratios for magic damage reduced and physical damage reduced uh, i yeah, didn't know it, that until isn't today it like halved it's like, like one third for oh, magic. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think they, I think they changed that when they removed the disarm from her ult. Mm. So she's still like better versus physical damage than she is versus magic. Or I'm just smoking crack, and that has always been the case. Either way, uh, so he's been playing that, which uh, is pretty obviously not a good build. Um, even if you like, it seems like he tries. It seems like he enjoys it. I, I saw a video of him playing it in Clash. So it's not like he's only playing it in solo queue to like fuck with people. He's playing it like with friends and shit. Um, and trying to make it work right so like he is trying um but where's the line do you think that what he's doing is okay should he be banned for it should he be punished for it should he be allowed to play ap or i really ranked should he be able to go 20 deaths on characters and ranked right consistently and it's this weird line i don't know fully where i like fall on it but i'd love to hear your guys thoughts i don't know either i think it's one of those things where like what's the old um like senate thing where it's like i can't define like uh, it, was, um, it was pornography it's like yeah, I, I can't define, I can't pornography, define it but i know, but I know what it is it. yeah i know what it is when i see it it's like you know i there is that like blurred line between like trolling and actually like trying to win um and like it, it's hard to define where that line is but if you take a look at a game like obviously you can tell um mm-hmm. i am very sympathetic because i think as like legitimately as long as you're trying to win, it's probably fine. Um, but it, it, there are some things that are like suboptimal. Like, and, and then it starts to get into the discussion of like, is playing a character in a suboptimal manner, like, is that you know banworthy? And like, where where's the mm-hmm. line on that? But yeah, I, I I don't think like necessarily dying a bunch of times is a bad thing. The way he like the way he plays Scion, I think, is actually like super super optimal. Um, like dying for dying to go one for one to deny like a wave and a half while he gets an entire wave. Like it, it is a net positive, even though, you know, it, it is him dying for free essentially. So I, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's weird. Yeah. I, I think definitely like, and we've had this conversation tons and tons of times that like trolling is a, a spectrum right where it's it, it it is hard to to put a you know definite point on when it, when is this okay versus not okay right cuz like you were saying you know if if trolling is playing suboptimally then i'm trolling every time i don't pick like like mm-hmm. aiden is trolling every time he doesn't pick tom kench and if he ever buys you know if he if he goes ap build because he's doing he's ahead he's trolling because he's not doing 
the most efficient thing to win maybe like yeah, it, it's a that's, weird line, that, that's right? a bad like, argument and i, I mean e- e- even like the people who are like so a ton of people are playing on us right now there's a ton of players playing on us there's also a ton of players from na who are also playing on us who still live in na is it trolling your team if you're a grandmaster player and you're playing on us and you're like peaking ma- master tier because you have 150 ping Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, right. like, it's just like, such a blurred line they're, they're so yeah it's so difficult so like the easy not gray easy black and white question here i think is like do you feel the ban is justified or should it be repealed and i think the ban again i, I can understand why an automated system would do it i would hope and and think that you know believe that this is what should happen is that like upon manual review they should lift the ban um i, I think that there's a very easy like line to draw on this where obviously there's some level of viability to it because he's not in iron right like if if he was in iron four and doing this every game like yeah that this person is not trying to but like if he's climbing to fucking diamond master grandmaster like whatever rank he is i don't care if it's above iron there's a level of viability to the strategy and like that's the level he's playing at you know if you're if you're the best wukong and you play wukong you know properly with the perfect items and like you can get to gm 300 points but there's another player who can get to gm 300 points playing like jungle jungle teemo well then you're in the same skill level that's fine that's that's how matchmaking works that's how the fucking game works it's like it doesn't matter that he's playing suboptimally because if he was playing optimally he would probably be at like 700 points and, and that's, I, I guess, that's fair. <laughs> I guess the question is, like, I think most people who have a brain understand that it works on Scion. We get into the discussion of, like, the whole game state, which I think is an interesting point as well. Um, but when Scion gets banned, he just plays either Olawi, Ramis, uh, Quinn is another one, um, and plays the exact same way he does on Scion, meaning he averages, like, 17 deaths a game playing top Ramis, mm-hmm. playing... Like, he, the, the last game that he got banned on, he went 117 on Ramis, picked it into, like triple a uh, double ap i think uh as last pick <laughs> so i mean um, so and, he, he picked it into four ad the only ap okay. it, it's you know he plays against yasuo uh rex it was into rumble top that's what it was he picked yeah it yeah into yeah and like he went 117 and zero which i think is a big you, you know i think the zero is this is a, a big part mm-hmm. of it um, and it's it's like obviously there he's he's just not trying is like the reality his character's banned uh and it's like that maybe like i mean it's once again it's intent right intent's such a weird thing um as a streamer i think you should be held to a higher standard especially yeah. when you're like a popular streamer in like their partner programs and stuff like that uh that being said i i think playing stuff like that as science fine there is merit to it's good um i do think I'm not sure if you guys want to transition the conversation yet, but I do think there's discussion about should Riot be looking to remove strategies like these? Because my issue with it uh, on the larger scale is that when people play like these, there's been people like this for years of League of Legends, right? There used to be the one guy who plays um, Nunu support with Smite, and he immediately level one fucking goes into the enemy jungle, kills himself, and tries to get blue buff from the enemy jungler. Mm-hmm. And all game, he just fucking suicide bombs the enemy jungler trying to t- steal their camps, right? And he had, like, a, he was fucking master, grandmaster level. Um, and guess what? It's fucking miserable to play with that guy. And I'm sure as the as people on the boss's team, it's fucking miserable to play with. I don't think it's their fault for a cha- like abusing the system. You're playing an optimal thing right um but should riot be looking to remove things from this game and i think that's where like the discussion should be yes Riot should fucking try really hard to make it so people can't play like this yeah i think uh, i, I want to get to that conversation and i agree that i think 
the fix for this is less so on punishment of the players, but making the systems that are in the game to discourage that kind of strategy. Um, you know, you said earlier that intent is really tricky, and that's for sure. I think there's a level where you can definitely see that, like, this is intentionally his playstyle. And I think it's a fine playstyle. Like, again, it's frustrating to play with. It doesn't always work. But, like, obviously, it, it works enough to get him to, let, let's say, I think he's Masters. Um, I mean, and, he's, like, he, he, his main account's rank, uh, rank 90. It was rank, I think, 15. Oh, okay. Like, um, so, it's, yeah, it, it works very well. And I think that, again, like, when you when you manually review this player, you can see that he does this every game, and that's his strategy. And that's very different from the person who, like, you, plays control mages, averages four deaths a game, all of a sudden going, like, zero and you're one in 17 on Yasuo, right? Where it's like, okay, that's, that's intentionally feeding, probably, at that point, because that's not their play style. But, like, if you average 17 deaths a game... That's just your strategy. Um, I, and I think that, that, that there's something to be said about, like, if, if it's not an anomaly, I, I I would probably, again, like, repeal this ban. There, It is an anomaly, but I, I do want to, like, we I, I think you and I both kind of supported, like, um, his play style a little bit. But I, I do want to, like, draw attention to the other half that Aiden was talking about is, like, Okay, what about the other nine players on the team, like in the game, right? Like, mm-hmm. even if it works for the boss, he's he has a uh, on the account that he got banned on. He has a fifty five percent win rate on Scion, um, and he's averaging you know thirteen deaths per game. But it's it's working for him, right? Like he's climbing, he climbed up to would you say like rank fifteen? But yeah, if it, he has it, a he has a non stream account and then a stream account just to give context. Oh, I see, he has I see. a account that he plays not on stream that's uh, rank ninety right now is rank fifteen. Then his account that he plays on stream that he usually hovers around master, which is another discussion which we can get into in a little bit maybe if we want. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it's like he obviously doesn't try as hard on on stream, right? Like that's just like the reality because he's a content creator, um, which also pisses people off. But that's another whole thing. Yeah, but so I I do think Riot has some like um. Uh, they should be held accountable for the fun of the other players in the game. I mean, if we take this to the extreme where um, uh, there is a um, champion that you can lock in that has a 75% win rate, but it locks all nine other players like computers and, and keeps them in base for the rest of the game, like this super toxic, like just for the sake of argument champion. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it like, even if the strategy works, like, is that, is that something where I should change? I mean, yes, because it is, you know, negatively impacting the remaining players. So I, like, I do think that there needs to be like some change of this and maybe the change is just as easy as Scion can't like, doesn't have the revive passive. Gets or, re- re- I, reduced XP or gold on when he's in revive, right? Or, like or just like none because he's dead, right? Like you can fix your wave, but you're not going to get any of the XP from it. So I imagine they release like the receiving Nick where like you eat your ally and you get their stats, but they can't play the game until you spit yeah. them out. Like but, and, and you can you can, go up to, like, you can go up to five, right? Like you can eat your entire team with with points in your ability. You get their stats. <laughs> so like okay, maybe that is the way to play the game. You have a hundred percent win rate, you know, you know, and and like you you legitimately can't lose on it, but it's not fun for anyone else. So there needs to be this line between like. 
okay, like if this is the strategy you want to employ, like, you, you know, that's fine. You can, you can, you can do that, but it, it is going to be changed if, you know, too many people are negatively affected by it. And I think at this point, like it, it probably is as much as I like it enjoy some of his, you know, content. And I, I think like the way he plays the game is really smart. Um, it, it, it just too many people don't enjoy it and it, it probably should be changed as a result. Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, I'm with you. Uh, sorry. I, I was just going to quickly say like, I, I think the reality is like, it, it seems like it's all big riot issue as like, as the core creating all this mess. Um, and then a lot of like smaller player issues that I think we did. I think we disagree with most of the minute points, right? Like, does it matter that he plays less serious on stream? No, because it's a fucking video game. Like, I don't think everyone should have to play 100% all the time. I think it's fine if you pick something that you're not as comfortable on. It's like, it sucks. Like, it does lower, lower your win chance, but it's a fucking video game at the end of the day. Does uh, it yeah. suck that he plays off meta shit sometimes? Yes, uh, it gets into the potential of like maybe he actually is just trying to lose games like api rally with 30 percent win rate over like 40 games or something is yeah maybe getting to that point um but once again i think the biggest issue is the systematic things that maybe this play style just isn't healthy for the game and creates all these weird gray areas right mm-hmm. yeah and I, I think ultimately it's you know riot's responsibility to if this strategy is something they don't want in their game make it worse again, like rather than, than ban the player. Cause I think time and time and time again, we've seen like weird fringe stuff come up. That's not fun to play against and is like very, very strong or like annoying. I mean, and let's they've, just talk they've about gotten top, rid of it. Top Janna, right? Right. Like, like, like top Janna, super or like, high win rate, extremely successful character. It's not fun for anyone except for probably the Janna and the jungler. Mm-hmm. So it, it got removed. They let it be there for like what? Two patches, three patches. I think, I think two or three weeks, maybe. Like yeah. I, I think it was changed in the next the patch. Mm-hmm. And like they've they've done it with like funneling, like when there was Tarek E funnel, like they got rid of it. They they did it with like double Targons meta when when those items were released, like it, they got rid of it. They they changed it. Like they've done it so many times for other things, and it's obviously weird because like it's it's really hard to to say that the current system like doesn't discourage dying a lot right because like it does you 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 shouldn't be getting as much xp you shouldn't be able to have gold the the enemy team should have way more gold if you're dying so much but like again scion's a, a weird exception that he can either still get all that golden xp and kind of neutralize it or he can like kill you and get all that golden xp still yeah i think um, I think that's the biggest issue is that the way that he plays the boss plays um, Scion, like typically full AD, it's really hard to actually punish him because you kill him and then he just becomes a, a better character. Like yeah, as an as your AD build, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where, again, like if, if this is an issue, then just change how that works. Right. Again, you could make it so he can't gain exp or he gains minimal exp like if he gained half gold and half xp in his passive form or like maybe it capped at like you can get you know three minions worth of xp and then it stops or you can get you know a hundred gold and then it stops you know that 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 guts this play style um and, and again it's i would rather see that because it's just impossible to draw the line on it like anywhere Right, because again, there's that that really wide wide spectrum of 
like at, at what point is playing suboptimally ban worthy if i if i had one beer before i i played solo queue should i be banned for that what if it was three hours ago? What if I had two beers the other night? What if I didn't get enough sleep last night and I'm playing a little bit tired? Should I be banned because I'm playing a little bit tired? And it's it's like, it's it's impossible to to draw that line anywhere consistently. So again, you kind of have to just allow everything, let the rank and matchmaking decide, and then incentivize the, the type of play that you want with the systems in game. Mm-hmm. Right, like you could make him so he can't get plates when he's in his passive, or he doesn't get any of the gold from it. There's, there's, there's so many things you could do to just yeah. make this place that worse. And I, it's I definitely know. not like an easy fix because you, there, you don't want to, you want to you want to stop like unhealthy play styles, but on the other hand, you don't want to like punish creativity and you know unique play styles. Uh, I I feel like if singed didn't have like a play style that everyone was already accustomed to um, with like kind of running it and also kind of like proxying like that sort of thing. Um, like at, at, at this point in the game that he probably would have been, you know, reworked or, or changed in some way to prevent that in the, like uh, had he come out not as a season one character. Yeah. Um, well, I want to hear guys uh, at some point, like I still have like been trying to prep this thing. I need to, when I have, I have some freedom, I'll try to do it. But I, I call it like the whole trolling spectrum thing. I have a list of like, I it's currently like 20 things of like various things that you could consider not playing optimally. And I'd love you guys to help me like add to it. And I want to put it out as like a survey that people do you consider this trolling or not trolling. How would you God. rank it? And, like all that stuff. <laughs> there, there, dude, there's a part of my brain that just says I want to be so fucking petty about that shit. Where yeah, it's I mean, like, like, I literally have like level of drunkness like on there, right? Like if yeah. you have a drink, is that trolling like obviously if you're fucking blackout drunk you probably are not playing your best mm-hmm. right and you're probably i, I it's probably it's trolling right like yeah up, you're fucking obliterated um but if it's having a couple of drinks too much like it's so weird man yeah the, no, i i want to be ultra ultra petty though where it's like what about the temperature of the room you're playing in? If you're not playing in a consistent temperature room, that's going to change. Like, what <laughs> My about, hands are what cold. about yeah. <laughs> how many how many inches away from your fucking screen is your keyboard and your mouse? Do you check that every time before you play? What about the lighting in the room? Is that consistent? Like, I just, like, because, again, that's that's where that, that argument really breaks down is because, like, okay, if you're not playing at your absolute max always then i guess you're trolling mm-hmm. i mean that's, that's what it is like you definitely can lose games from these things like i one of the, the probably the, one of the minor things i have on there is trying a new mythic if you're an ad mm-hmm. player and you want to try going kraken instead of gale force in this game and you don't have gale force for a fight and you die and you lose it in theory you might have lost your team that game right maybe but it's yeah. not fucking trolling right <laughs> yeah like what if you're listening to music while you play right that's distracting yeah. you or you're like you have a video going and you're, or you're listening to a podcast like right that's 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 distracting you from the play 100 percent. but it's like are we gonna ban people for having their fucking spotify yeah. going while they play it, yeah, it's just very my open programs before i queue up <laughs> yeah you, yeah. you have to like fucking before you can start playing league you have to like hook up a, a heart rate monitor and everything and like do do a blood test to make sure your, your sugar levels are good and you're not drunk you know when you do proctored exams you have to fucking like install that software yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool uh, but either way, we'll discuss that more. Maybe I'll like put together that like uh, survey at some point. And we'll look at the uh, feedback of what is trolling, what's not, to get the definitive answer. Um, 
but want to hop into something different we'll come back to the erpog discussion in a second yeah, let's do it cool um we could talk about uh sorry this is from last week let's talk about lcs for like a little bit let's do it hey the finals are this weekend in raleigh if you guys didn't know they uh definitely made it <laughs> known that that wasn't really a couple times i feel like it's more advertised than usual um but we saw FlyQuest take on Golden Guardians. That game went, or that series went to five games with Golden Guardians taking the dub. Pretty exciting stuff. Uh, I would say a pretty entertaining series. I don't know if it was like some high level League of Legends that, you know, like um, like T1 DRX. Obviously, that's a world final, so it's a little different. But it was it was for sure entertaining at the very least. It's fun watching underdogs win. Like, yeah. It's like the reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was fun. And then... Uh, Sunday we had Cloud9 GG. Um, well, with their win, the Golden Guardians um, confirmed their spot for MSI. So it'll be uh, Cloud9 and Golden Guardians going to uh, MSI. Ablo- above or below um, 1.5 wins at MSI? Um, I'm going to say above. I'm going to say they get two. I guess so. Did they go into like the other bracket with like the wild card teams? I think so. Maybe maybe they will get above that. Um, but in the main tournament, I don't think they get a single game personally. No, you don't think so. No, I th- I this see. team dude is a fucking flash of the pan. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. I feel like people have been saying that for a really long time, and then like like during their um, early season slump, I, I I feel like there were um some some doubters uh and then they had their crazy like win streak and then they had another loss streak um and then kind of like turned it around at the 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 end of the season but uh i i don't know i feel like i'm at least more excited to watch them play than cloud nine um i i guess we could talk about the series so cloud nine took the series three one uh, over golden guardians and with the exception of like i think game one and two um, I don't know. It didn't. Seem yeah, Golden Guardians like... had a lead in game one and two. Um, yeah, didn't didn't throw in game two, and then game one like got the a, hardest all, throws of all it, time. Dude, it was on fucking Easter weekend, so I'm like trying to like watch it between fucking Easter, yeah. there, which is crazy. I don't know why you don't just delay it a week, but maybe yeah. maybe the viewership didn't suffer, even though it was down a hundred thousand viewers uh, average. That's different uh, from last year's split. Mm. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, game one where I was like watching in now, I still haven't like gone back and fully watched the games because it feels weird to watch a game that you kind of watched and then also know the outcome of. Yeah, Um, it is weird. Mm Mm-hmm. But there's the fight around like a uh, top tribush on blue side, Cloud Nine's blue side, where they're down like 5k gold, down dragons, and they just win the fight. It just it just shows how much fucking better they are as like a team fighting team than Golden Guardians. Yeah. Um, like there's definitely parts of Golden Guardians that I think is strong. Like I think I still think Gory is like a top two for sure mid laner in the region um i think river is in like the perfect meta for him i think uh who he and sticks are outperforming like the best they've ever performed um licorice is there uh it's like it, they're coming together which is really really cool um i definitely think that they're gonna get fucking washed at msi though yeah like, i don't yeah. think it's close yeah i i I guess me saying like I'm more excited to watch them at MSI. I feel like they at least play a different style of league than Cloud9, which like still to me just kind of feels like LCK LPL light, um, which is probably not a very fair characterization uh, considering the vast differences between the regions. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's something at least exciting about watching a team like with a strong early game 
do well early game. And, you know, they, I feel like they, they draft pretty well. And if River has a really good game, then, you know, they have some exciting moments. Whereas, like, Cloud9 is just really solid all the time, you know? And I, I think, like, it takes away a little bit of the, like, the magic when a team is just good always, like, consistent always. Um, even though I the think... The only time they're not is when fucking Eminus in mid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I, I, like, I think Cloud9 is... Well, I know Cloud9 is going to do better at, at, at MSI. I don't want to, like make that argument but i think golden guardians is going to have more exciting games that's fair um my biggest issue that i think for msi is like dude the top lane talent pool in na is really bad um and worldwide it's really fucking good we're, yeah. we're, we're sending like every single fucking top lane that's going to be there is actually insane at the game um and like licorice like people were fucking banging on licorice all split he looked like shit all split and then he plays in playoff suit and he looks insane and don't get me wrong. Good for him. He fucking looked awesome. But I was saying this from, from the beginning. Dude had to prep for like a one champion for like three best of fives in a row mm-hmm. versus 100 Thieves, EG, and FlyQuest. You prep for Scion. Every single one yeah, of those teams plays you prep fucking. For Malphite. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. so he got to, I mean, credit to him, he played a few, or he played Kennen, he played these carries that are Melphite, or Melphite Scion tank counters sort of thing, and he played them well. But the second that he had any level of resistance, I'm not even a fudge, like, lover, man. I think he plays carries all right. Um, He just fucking crumbled, right? Yeah. As soon as, like, you have anyone who doesn't just auto-pick Scion every game because they need to win through Doublelift, uh, or Prince, or whoever, mm-hmm. um... And, and when we get to fucking MSI, dude, you're just going to actually have people who can actually just play Fiora, can actually just play, like, uh, Carrie's top. <laughs> yeah, Jax. And it's like, I don't know how he has a single chance. And, I mean, at the end of the day, either way, he improved vastly, and he was, I would say, the star performer for the three out of four best uh, best of five series for them. Mm-hmm. It's just, as soon as he had any level of, like, resistance, <laughs> dude, that game, fuck, it was game two where he played, or game three where he played Kennen. Oh, my God. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it was fun like, to watch, though. Yeah, it, but it feels like it'll be kind of more of the same versus teams who are used to playing against better carry players, so mm-hmm. we'll definitely have to see. We have zero players. carry players top, man. Fudge is the closest thing, and he's I still wouldn't consider him a carry I, player. I feel like, I feel like Fudge or Dokla. Like, Dokla, yeah, Dokla plays, honestly Dokla is plays, a carry player. But, but I also don't think Dokla is necessarily that good at carry I agree. Like I just think I could last time as a carry player compared to like yes. what yeah, uh, yeah. tenacity impact, impact someday. someday. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Who are who are like great NA top lane players, you know, and, and, and great like weak side players. Um but I I shudder to think like okay, it's gonna be licorice versus Zeus. Like, all right, here yeah. we go. <laughs> yeah, that's no, gonna I mean it'll be fun either way. Like I love international events, so it's yeah, gonna it'll be, be fun. fun. Mm-hmm. I do think it's so crazy that they fucking still had finals on Easter weekend, though. It's crazy to me. Yeah, especially because that's not like it. It's not something you can't plan for, right? Like you, you know when Easter is. Why is this? I mean, <laughs> have you ever it, heard it the Monty story about uh, the Monty story about fucking uh, LCS finals at Tallahassee? No, Tallahassee? sorry, I don't, really it, said, I don't know. I put stank on that. So you mean MSI? Yeah, was it MSI? Yeah, MSI was in Tallahassee. So this is his word. Like maybe he like is lying, but I think it's probably fair. He he said that because uh, he was still working with Riot at the time, right? Um, he said that they chose to put it there because in like a however mile radius, um, there was like a huge demographic of schools. Uh, so like they're like huge like league playing demographic yeah. in the area, right? Within like a hundred 
miles or 50 miles or whatever the fuck metric they chose right um so like they had crazy data that like showed that hey this is like our highest demographic area it's going to be awesome uh tons of colleges tons of schools <laughs> so they, they decided to do it in tallahassee and then they do it when school is over so, <laughs> so every single college for the summer yeah <laughs> that's so fucking funny yeah it so like, uh, yeah ugh. so so um in tallahassee i mean we have three colleges and like a shit ton of high schools um and then not like a ton of nearby towns i i feel like it's really weird to say that like tallahassee is your target demographic and not like atlanta or los angeles or new york or you know any of the more populated cities that are easier to travel to and just have more people um that but that, that's insane that's insane it's just <laughs> funny like that's the that's the level of like preparation that you expect <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. but either way i'm super excited it was fun series to watch yeah i agree uh cool, cool. so you want to move on oh i guess there's yeah, more are. there's yeah there's more competitive league discussion to be had um so yeah bjergsen's retiring seem seemingly for good this time yeah he said that he doesn't have any plans right now it sounds like he potentially would come back to league in the future but he's very much like he's done for now and he doesn't have plans right now to um sounds pretty open-ended but the reality is he has enough money that he can just fucking do whatever he wants so i feel like he's going to be a really good like coach or positional coach He was a coach for TSM, remember? (laughs) Was he? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, he was the coach for TSM for like a year uh, after he retired the first time. And it didn't Um, go well, right? No, it didn't go well. I mean, it sounds like he still enjoyed it, but... um, Gotcha. I I I also think he could be a good coach. The reality is he could also roll swap to to support and probably be a pretty fucking good support. Um, But either way, it's probably good for him to retire. Uh, He definitely didn't fucking look good by any means, um, the split. Yeah. It was it was a little sad. He was definitely like not um, up to his like usual self. I would say. Uh, cool. Uh, and then there's tons of rumors that uh, LCS teams are looking to sell what like fifty percent more than fifty. So the rumor from one of the fucking leaked Twitter accounts is it's over fifty percent of the league, which Oof. means six at the very least. Um, we have confirmation from sources that uh, obviously CLG because they literally did sell. Um, to energy, uh, energy has fully taken over the league division. Um, TSM is looking to sell a hundred thieves is looking to sell. Um, immortals is looking to sell. Dig is looking to sell. Um, and then I'm not sure who the sixth would be because we don't know who that would be. Uh, my assumption would be Team Liquid, Cloud9 are staying without a doubt. FlyQuest yeah. is staying without a doubt, and Golden Guardians is staying without a doubt, which leaves EG as the final one that would put it over 50 percent, but we have no information on that but either way it's, it's one of those things looking to sell is a very loose term it could be literally hey we paid 10 million dollars for a slot if we can get 20 million uh we're happy to cut our league division right yeah um, every every team is looking to sell yeah in that scenario where they can just make a profit um is this yeah, for sure is this the second time immortals will be selling their lcs slot or did they get relegated the first time did, this is the second time they've been in the the league as a team right did they i think they just didn't make the cut when it got franchised okay i think that's what it was i'm not fully sure but i i remember when they were like the team to beat right for that little bit like it was scary to face immortals um it's not been that for a while now but um it's interesting yeah I, i feel like a lot of teams are like it there is a um 
seem seemingly like a venture capital like bubble, right? With uh, all these like um, I don't know all these rosters being propped up by uh, by by those sort of funds. So it'll be interesting to see where the league goes from from there. Probably more healthy regardless, which is nice. Um, yeah. I still do think these slots are selling for gross numbers, which is still scares me a little bit. Like as much as salaries are falling, um, I mean, fucking what the misfits was it misfits? What team sold last split in EU? Um, oh, um, was it? I think it was misfits. It was the koi like deal. I yeah. think it was. I want to say it was misfits. Yeah, it was misfits. Um, they sold their fucking uh portion of their slot. Like they sold what sixty percent of it to koi for like thirty million dollars. Yeah, yeah, uh, but. LEC is on the the upswing, right? Like they're still getting more viewership than than usual, but yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, it's uh, interesting. I hope New Blood comes in and makes the the league better. Um, obviously, it would be really nice for the league to do well. I don't think anyone is actively rooting for the LCS to do poorly, mm-hmm. but uh, did it, you, you know? It's sad to see, see all these old old bloods leave. Did you see the comments for? I think it was Jack from Cloud Nine who's like. If any of the teams want to just buy our whole academy team, you can. Yeah, yeah they're willing to get rid of any of their academy players if they are guaranteed a slot on a starting roster. Yeah, his his argument was like he oh like that that's part of the like his promise to these players is like to get them ready for the LCS and you know if he has the uh, the option to transfer them to you know another team for zero buyout, then he'll do that because he owes it to the players. But I think the last time sense. that happened, it didn't go super well, right? Yeah, I mean, like, the players who have gone from Academy to LCS typically aren't that good. But the whole idea is, like, um, I mean, I, I do fully believe that he's doing this, by the way. Um, it's not like the, your, your profit from running an LCS org is having a strong Academy team that you then yeah. sell players mm-hmm. for. Like, I, I think it's happened a couple times. Like, um, like Zazel's a good example, I think. Um, like, a couple of those players. Um, but either way, I do fully believe him. I think the reality is it's much more valuable to a brand to have... constantly having to have players look up to your org and want to be a part of your org so you have the best and brightest talent always coming in um because they know they'll have eventually have like the best route to the lcs rather Mm -hmm. than trying to fucking nickel and dime people for their contracts right yeah yeah yeah, for sure like this is this is an investment in the reputation and i think that's why their academy team is so good and like why they they typically do so well and have like the the best route of of players coming into the scene is like again they 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 have developed that that reputation and that system of you're gonna come to us like you're gonna play academy if you're good enough you're gonna play on main team or like we'll we'll get you into a team and again the more they do this the more they're just gonna attract and then you know out of the pool of like a hundred you know potential academy players all of them are going to want that spot on C9 and they're going to get their pick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For yeah. sure. It's great. Um, and I guess like about the investing in LCS wanting to do well, as much as people like want to shit on Riot for all their decisions they made at the LCS, I think it's been really good this year. And it's rumored that they're going to be switching to the LC- LEC format next year, the um, where it's like three weeks of Hell best of yeah. ones. And then you eliminate the bottom two teams, then you go into best of uh, threes. And you eliminate, I think, the bottom two teams, then you go into best of fives. Um, so I- I'm super excited. I think it's a really good format. I think there's some problems with the one-to-one version of the LEC format. I think the idea of the winner of the winter split getting MSI an MSI spot is fucking whack. Like it's going to be fine because it's G2 who won the winter split, but in theory, your team in the next split could get 10th and then you'd be sending a 10th place team to MSI. I think that's like kind of weird. I think you could make it so like 
the winner of the winter split gets to play the runner up of the spring split or whatever or something like that. Like, there's definitely just ways you can change. I hope they don't yeah. implement it one to one, but it, 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 they're definitely yeah. Like they they get a bonus seating in a tournament, or you could always do like the you get X points for like winning winter and X points for winning spring and spring is more heavily weighted. Like, like we've seen a lot of times for like world's qualifications where it's like, Hey, winning spring is good, but winning summer is more important. Um, yeah, for sure. Like you, you could do the exact same system for MSI. Mm-hmm. But either way, either way it's, it's, it's one of those things where like you look at this, um, it's going to require riot to have an extra day of um, LCS scheduling, by the way, which for everyone who says LCS is dying and Riot is like giving it up for their fucking uh, like dream Valorant. child of Valorant. Um, if Riot's spending an extra day for production for LCS, switching it to this better format, um, they obviously it's obviously profitable. They're still making money from it. If they were losing money, they wouldn't be doing this. Um, and they're obviously still going to put more money into it, which I think is a very positive thing. Yeah, and I, I, I hope it continues to grow. It feels like... Um it feels like they're at least doing stuff, you know, it's maybe it's, yeah, I love to see it. Yeah. Maybe it's not working out every single time, but the idea that they're just like trying is, you know, uh, kind of all you, all that you can ask for. Yeah. Like they, at the very least, like, I don't think necessarily you can say that like, we know it's profitable or that like it, it is a success. Cause like they, they could be losing money on it, but again, like they are clearly still committed to trying to find a way to make it work or they are okay with the loss like mm. right because like plenty plenty of businesses will operate at a loss because they're still growing or because it's someday they'll make a profit or like right there's there, there's a lot of decisions there and like long-term planning um, or or like um there are some businesses that will accept portions of their business as you know as running at a loss so, i mean costco mm loses money on all of their like hot and ready food it, like by i don't know millions every single year but they refuse to do it because people have come to expect it so you know if if yeah if like if riot is okay with the lcs um you know running at a, a deficit like you know that's fine too yeah because again like they they accept that like okay well people watching that means people will play more maybe people will buy more skins or like yeah again right like even if they are losing money between like all of it like there's there's still a reason they're doing it whether it's because they believe it will become profitable or because that's an acceptable loss because they're mm-hmm. they're getting something out of the, else out of the deal whether it be like brand recognition people playing more people buying more skins like again they're 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 doing it for a reason and we can see that they are continually trying to make it better. Sometimes it hits, sometimes it misses, but like there was the change in the timing that we saw at the beginning of the year. There's a huge conversation around that. They're they're trying to improve the format. They're trying to give us, you know, more better content. Like they they are still trying to make it as as attractive to viewers as possible. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I don't think the lcs is is dying as i think some people really went off the deep end and were like oh lcs is dead yeah for sure for sure um cool um i guess the other thing is the quick little erpog discussion i thought would be fun to talk about yes i Um, I don't know anything about this 
yeah, so it, it, this, it was this whole Twitter thing where this guy called Urgpog, he's like a mid-master Urgot one trick, mm-hmm. he was complaining, he put, made this big uh, thing about how Warden's Mail is unfair against Urgot, right? Like, it completely negates the character just with how his W interacts with his, uh, um, his how his W interacts with Warm with mm-hmm. Warden's Mail, sorry. Um, so the whole it was like a video of like him being four o versus a Scion, and he turns on W, plays it like perfectly, is like animation canceling his W, you know, like turning it off to like get the procs, and the Scion's just fucking just sitting there in wave doing nothing, right? And he's just out damaging him. Um, and it, like it kind of boiled down to like, dude, fucking people on Red, on Twitter and Reddit and stuff are awful because he built he like rushed tier two boots and people were like oh you're it's it, you rushed tier two boots you're just fucking terrible and it's like no one's having the actual discussion about what he's trying to get at even though i do agree that he shouldn't have built rush two tier two boots there whatever 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 right it's just no one fucking like looks at stuff and tries to actually have a fucking meaningful discussion which upsets me so the whole idea is that i want to have here is should stuff hard counter characters as hard as this right for it just to break it down so at level six if ergot has caulfield and d-blade versus sion has wardens and d-shield which is they're both equal gold right um Mm -hmm. just calculating damage ergot having w on at level six um does a total of 156 damage to sion if you only auto attack you don't use w at all you do 210 damage you do uh 20 or not 25 you do uh what 33 percent more damage by not using your w against warden's mail uh at level six and then once you hit level nine where you can have like the w perma on yeah if if you keep w perma on it does 210 damage if you only auto attack it does 216 so it's only four (laughs) more damage keeping it perma on and if you do the uh toggle it does um like 325 damage so it does like a good amount more but Mm -hmm. that's not until you get the perma w and you still have to be doing the uh um, the optimal combo uh, perfect talk uh tick tick auto attack tick tick auto attack tick tick auto attack sort of thing um so i just think it's fucking crazy i didn't realize this like that dude it does so much fucking less damage uh when you, yeah uh, against wardens like that's actually fucked that's a fucked amount like, so it's it, to me i think that they really like it's it's interesting and like cool that there is like ways to counter things like that I think Warden's Mail is way too accessible to counter a champion that easily. And, like, right, because it's, it's a cheap item. Any player can go it on, like, basically any build. Like, 80 carries can buy it. Bruisers can buy it. Tanks can buy it. AP characters can buy it. Like, you, you could literally go, like, Warden's Mail on Cassiopeia, and it wouldn't fuck you over that hard. And that, to me, is the part where it's too good. Like, I, the, the other comparison is, like, a Moo Moo. Right, where you're like, oh, they have Urgot. I'm going to play a Mumu top to counter it, right? Because he has flat mm-hmm. damage reduction on auto attacks on his E, right? So you're going to get that same effect where if he's auto attacking you three times a second with W for a third, one third damage, you're going to just cut all of that damage by a flat amount and he's going to do nothing to you. I think that's fine. I, I don't think it's okay for Warmogs to do that same thing. Um, Warden's Mail, yeah. War, yeah, sorry, Warden's Mail. And, and I think the biggest distinction is like, they've already built into that ability the fact that like he gets one third effectiveness on on hits why why isn't then the on hit damage reduction one third effective i think that's the way to balance it is right like if 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 he can't proc bork three times a second at full effectiveness why can you proc warden's mail three times a second at full effectiveness Mm -hmm. um right like zary has the same thing where it's like if you get Warden's Mail or, like, you're playing a Moomoo into Zeri, her Q does so little damage to you because it's 
it's reducing every one of the projectiles. Yeah, I, I think you really hit the nail on the head. Like, I, I think it's fine for items to counter characters, um, but for what a thousand gold, right? Like, it, it's just to uh, a thousand gold, and it offers like a beneficial like stat into the character that you're countering already is like. Uh, a little bit too much. I think it's. I think there's something to be said for like um, a QSS versus Urgot, for instance, which you know that 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 counter is there, um, and you can um, you you know stop his ult from from executing you um, with the QSS. But then you're really buying it for the active, and that's it. Like you don't have the um, uh, the like the magic resist isn't helping you. Uh, like that that sort of interaction. Um, but for, uh, you know, a single 1000 gold item to that, that is effective, like without the passive in preventing this champion from dealing damage, like is a little, uh, I don't know, it's a little too, too much. And I, I think I agree with Colton as well. Like if you want to pick specifically the champions to counter it, like, I think that is good for the game. Um, it's, I, I, I don't think it's good for a component to counter as character, uh, counter, counter a character as hard as it seems like, you know, Wardens does for, for Urgot, Zeri, et cetera. It seems like one of those things that if this gets brought up enough, they'll probably just do what Colton Strange was, is make it so it's not, like, three times as effective. Um, well, that that was, uh, like, part of the reason that, like, you would pick Ur, um, Ramus into Urgot, right? For a little mm-hmm. bit is, like, you would just go Ramus um, and Thornmail, and he would just kill himself, procking, three, procking the full Thornmail three times a second. Yeah. And they, and they um, change that, that, right? Yeah, for sure. I think they'll end up changing if it gets like enough attention. I think the biggest thing is like it, it is interesting that stuff like this exists, but I don't think stuff like this should exist to this like level, I guess, is the main thing. Mm-hmm. I think it wardens should maybe be a good pickup for him, but it shouldn't lower it shouldn't make Urgot deal thirty three percent less damage, right? Like that's kinda crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think like we've we've definitely seen this in the past, not as specific as like one off, like this is only good against one character, but I think we've seen it we saw it multiple times with like mage itemization in earlier seasons where it was like every mage gets like abyssal first item. Why? Because it gives you magic resist as well as it reduces opponent magic resist and gives you AP. Like mm-hmm. the stats are just so obscenely good. They counter the person you're playing against and it's viable on literally every character in the role. And then we saw it again with um, the, the, whatever the fucking grail item used to be right where it's again anathemas. like no it wasn't anathema. no not anathema sorry um athenes athenes, athenes yeah, right, where, grail, yeah. yeah where it was like okay hey you you get to build ap cooldown mana regen and magic resist like it's always good and then you don't get item diversity you don't get interesting things you know this is certainly not that because it's really only a couple characters that it that it hard counters like that but I think it takes a lot of the agency and a lot of the fun out of it. And it, again, it it doesn't interact the same way and, like, I, I think fairly against all characters. Like, it it would be, like, a weird thing where, I don't know, if you, if you had a heal cut item that, like, cut healing more, the more health that the opponent had. And it's like, oh, well, this just fucks over Zack players, right? Like... It, it should be a good counter to 80 on-hit characters. It, it should not be twice as good against Urgot because of, like, one specific interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and there really, I don't think... Are, like, there's there's not really many items that, that do that aside from, like, 
QSSing like you know Malzahar or, or you know those those like big four characters where you're like you gotta get QSS for it or you know buying an hourglass to um you know counter let's say like a pike ultimate or you know a zed all in but those are like one bigger investments and then two they are, are so much widely applicable like more widely applicable right where it's like being able to QSS a big ultimate, it, it doesn't affect just a Skarner player or just a Malzahar player. Like, it, it hits a lot of people. Being able to stop an assassin by having an hourglass or GA, like, that, that that is so widely applicable that, like, that's just one of the systems that's in the game as opposed and to it, this just being a one-off like sad interaction. It's a full item as opposed to a component, which, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I think is the, the biggest issue for me. Um, yeah. Cool. Cool. I, I thought it was an interesting discussion. So definitely. Yeah. Build wardens any, versus Zergot. Do you have any thoughts, Aiden? Do you think it's too bad? Um, I think it should be like changed to like it similar to, like Ramus and stuff like that. I do agree that I think it's cool to pick characters to counter stuff, but you shouldn't be able to just like negate a character by like an item, especially not a thousand gold item. But mm-hmm. it's pretty. I, I mean, I, f- I feel very similarly about like Ninja Tabby, or I'm sorry, plated steel caps versus like very auto attack heavy champs. Mm-hmm. Um, cool cool awesome let's move into the round table yeah for sure um so last week's question was what is your favorite and least favorite ultimate in the game to play slash use uh from our twitter nas asia said uh least favorite it's got to be malzahar favorite is a hard toss-up between a Jin and diana just Jin just feels so epic lining up the shots diana five-man ultimate with winter bless diana is also just great dragon tamer said versus malphite because not really uh so not only is there no way to stop it but it's also a, also a good malphite will bait you until he's close and become unreactive uh to use caitlin i love seeing the panic in the enemy team goes through about uh trying to get someone to take it uh hit or not uh little ants yeah it is funny like watching everyone yeah. start like swarming towards the caitlin to block it um that used to be my favorite ultimate in the game for sure mm-hmm. but it's definitely the most um, balanced i think yeah for sure and then from our discord pard said my favorite is gregus ulti it offers a uh it has a lot to offer and really separates the good and bad gregus players my least favorite 100 is zary feels pretty frustrating to play against um sensei b and said style assault is my favorite because like uh, i can get any ult i want and makes it me flexible in what i can do and at least here it has to be team ult i hate the jungle becoming a world war ii minefield um and Razgris, <laughs> our resident <laughs> trendemir player says my favorite is trendemir ult because he haha ghost go burr my least favorite is malphite because it implies that the other team is playing him <laughs> sad face <laughs> i love that answer the answer before for silas just reminded me of like like when you ask like a kid, like what superpower do you want? Yeah, like, I have all of them. I want the power to be able to give myself all the powers. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, what's yeah. your wish? The ability to give myself all the wishes. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want the I ultimate like that lets me use all the ultimates. Um, this week's roundtable question is: You're the lead designer for preseason 2024. What major change are you making to the game? Oh man, it's, it's sad. I only get one. I'm, I'm um, making the game more fun. I want like more fun events. I feel like Arim Clash was like a really good start in the right direction, but like let's actually release like rotated game modes. Let's make them more frequent and uh and give like, us back the Nexus duration Blitz. less. Yeah, bring back 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 Nexus Blitz. Uh, and if what about like characters a Nexus... don't work in it, just turn them off for that until you get it or worked out. I have like a a rotation for like playable characters in the these rotating game modes. Like 
today is 80 carry only earth. Like it, you're only going to be able to pick 80 carries today or today's tank only today's support. Like uh, today's characters only from noxious. Like I, I feel like it will lean more into the like casual nature of the game that I think league almost needs to like tap back into. Um, I think the rank changes this past year have been a really good like step in that direction towards like solidifying league as a as a good competitive game for the years to come but uh it, it does feel like there is a sort of there has been a loss of like the casualness that some people can enjoy with with league hey mr lead designer um can you also let us make in-house custom arams that are actually absolutely ARAMs? never in my entire <laughs> life will i allow any custom i will never support custom games okay sorry they literally let sorry. fucking riot do it man they do the fucking lcs 1v1s where like you can back on aram and oh dude why don't they it's let weird, us do your champ because we can't yeah um okay now i'm the lead designer for preseason 2024 and i can Mr. lead designer i can only make one major change unfortunately um so i'm gonna probably rework look, wait wait look boom now you can make multiple i fix it for you oh my god oh my god <laughs> um i so I, I would probably start by like reworking the support gold items um i would definitely level off the curve so that they don't get as much income early but they can continue making income late we've talked about this i would probably i, I think what i would do is make the quest uh higher cap so instead of capping at a thousand gold i would probably i think move it to 1600 and i would say you can get 400 gold up to like level six another 400 up to 11, another 400 up to 16, and then there's 400 more available, like, after 16, right? Because, like, hmm. in in most games, a support's going to then get 1,200 gold from their support item, potentially, and, like, not unlock that additional. Um, but, again, like, they're not leveling quickly. If you're perma-roaming, like, this this would shut down the idea of, like, a, a like roaming Janna top who's going to be level fucking 7 at the end of a 30-minute game um right like you you level off that income you stop like 80 carry supports just procking it on cooldown and having a thousand gold like having more money than the 80 carry who's farming because they can just proc it so efficiently mm -hmm. um and, and with that i think you can again really level off that curve give them an incentive to like continue doing that stuff as well as just make those items stronger as you like hit those later tiers. Um, cause I do think it is sad if you're doing like super well as support that you still have to keep like that one item. That's like, Oh, I get 20 AD and, and 50 health for this, for this like legendary item. Um, so that, that would be, I think my first big change would be to take a look at those, uh, support items. And then if I if I had the time to do anything else, I would probably bring back boot upgrades, because again okay. I, I think it it was an interesting thing. I would, again probably would like gate that behind champion level, because um, I, I don't want like someone getting a, a boot upgrade at like ten minutes because it's really efficient. But I, I do think that that decision of, like, if it gets to six items, it's like, okay, do I get a boot upgrade or do I try and, like, complete another legendary item mm -hmm. is, like, an interesting choice, as well as gives you options to, like, enable your playstyle more, potentially. 
Um, I think you could put some like really cool support, like active items that like interact with the fact that you have a ward item. So it's like these boot upgrades are only available for support. These boot upgrades are only available for junglers and you could do interesting stuff with that. Right. Like you could, you could make it so, I don't know, your smite has like a lowered cooldown if you take this augment or you can you know, do interesting interactions like that. I would have I like to that. think about what what it actually was. That's good. Yeah, good so those changes. are those are some of my other. So those are some of my big changes. Aiden, mine's controversial, um, but I'm the lead designer. You ban so it all matter. solo ARAM players. No, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, this uh, first of all, there's there's zero like wait in base time where you have to like sit in base or whatever. Um, you just can move right away. Um, and you're not allowed to walk into river uh for until minions spawn or until like sorry minions reach uh just cut out the first 45 seconds of the game yeah so there's like no beginning of the game like minions will spawn after like say 30 seconds or so um you can't invade because you literally can't go into the enemy jungle um and the game just like kind of starts so it cuts out it cuts out like two minutes of wasted time and maybe that's my fucking zimmer brain talking but i fucking hate early game cheese man okay i i (laughs) I love early game cheese when I'm playing normal games. Yeah. I hate early game cheese when I'm fucking playing a ranked game. And it feels like in a perfect world, you should always go for early game cheese every single game. Right? Yeah. Because you have like a weighted coin. Like it feels like your team at least knows that you're early game cheesing and their team probably doesn't know you're early game cheesing. And yeah, maybe not, it doesn't always work out. Maybe you lose games off of like going for an early thing and you guys die. But over like a thousand games, you probably have a positive outcome on that early game cheese like shit, right? Mm-hmm. And oh fuck, dude, I fucking I I just want to play League of Legends. I don't want to play Blitzcrank hooked my eighty carry over a wall and we lost early game off of it. Yeah, uh, that's, it, my, that's my it, thing. It I, does it does feel bad that like okay, the game's been decided by two minutes and now we have to wait for thirteen more minutes before we can like play the game again and obviously the game actually isn't fully yeah, decided yeah. but like it just it just like dude people are tilted they're mad they ping your fucking anti carries flash so they didn't flash the blood crank hook get mad at your mid laner because he wasn't watching the right area just make it so you don't have to watch certain areas make it so you don't have to fucking watch or all this shit um yeah i, I just I, w- I would like that i think it would make a much more consistent game where and it would reduce toxicity a lot from early game yeah it's that's a weird one because like i i do love interesting level one strategies at, at mm-hmm. a high level um like there there have been some on like you know competitive international or even like domestic stage where it's just been like yeah. really cool interesting level one strategies yes. that are like thought out and it's like we ward here or we know that they ward here so we're gonna move here and like bait this with this or we're just gonna like blind flash a wall because we know they're not gonna be here to set it up but in solo queue for you know the vast 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 majority of players it's just like oh me pick nautilus we invade we hope one of them afk'd because they like went to go get water or something um and that's very not fun uh especially like if i feel like the least fun version of that is like i'm playing a solo lane and my bot laner was sitting in try, not paying attention, and it got like both of them killed. And now, now my low impact lane is even lower impact because they got to start with seven hundred gold. Mm-hmm. 
I just hate it. Like, I, if I'm playing mid, is like, uh, I'll like, I'll sit like top side like river entrance or whatever, right? mm-hmm. and then they'll invade through bottom side river entrance, and they'll be like, "Why the fuck weren't you there? Why weren't you covering bottom side?" It's like, d- d- like it, it's a fuck it, dude. There's no way to know what the enemy is doing, and it feels like you guess wrong, and maybe your teammate dies, and now they fucking mute themselves, and just like it, fe- it just feels like the positives are not outweighed by the negatives at all. And I, I would love to remove that part of the game. That's my favorite thing about fucking Wilder. If the game just fucking starts, mm-hmm. um, invading is not really there. It's not really a thing, and oh, dude, it's so fucking good. Yeah, I, I think also to jump back to my support items. Yeah, you can't you can't proc support items before minions reach your first tower. Like, yeah, they, I also fucking hate wasted time. Maybe Zoomer, like my Zoomer range is like fucking me, dude. But like the waiting fifteen seconds in base and waiting like two and a half minutes until minions reach like mid is just feels like that that shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. cool. That's that's what I'm doing as the lead designer. If you want to tell us what you do as the lead designer, you can hit us up on our uh, Twitter at Leadcast. You can send us an email at mail at leadcastpodcast.com or come into our Discord and post in our roundtable section. That's discord.gg slash leadcast. Awesome. We're going to move into mail fight. The first one is from Chonky Monkey. Hello, boys. I loved your discussion in response to my previous questions on some champions. This time around, I have some thoughts on a couple AP items. Is Shadowflame overrated? I can't help but feel like Shadowflame is nearly every mage's go-to item after Mythic, but is it really that great? Especially with the somewhat recent Morello changes, I would like to challenge that. Both Morello and Shadowflame cost 3,000 gold. Uh, the main difference is that Shadowflame provides an extra 10 AP and an extra 10 conditional magic pen from its passive. By foregoing these aforementioned stats, you get anti-heal on your abilities. Is this not a good trade-off? Aside from the unlikely scenario that the enemy does not have any major sources of healing, why would anyone choose Shadowflame over Morello now? Number two, Rift Morello is awful. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I was. We well, can address it now if you want. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, the biggest thing is that there's no difference between Oblivion Orb and Morella, right? Like that's so that's the biggest thing. So they recently changed it to, I guess, be more in line, um, like with other AP items at three thousand gold. Um, and you know what he's saying is that Morello gives you the forty percent, um, anti heal plus. Uh, you only have to sacrifice 10 AP for uh, 10 AP and 10 magic pen for that, you know, grievous wound. So if you is, is the value of 10 AP and 10 magic pen worth uh, 40% healing reduction? And and the answer is like, probably absolutely. Yes. Like 10 AP and 10 magic pen, 10 magic pen being the huge like difference is absolutely nuts, especially when your targets are, probably going to be like characters that don't have a ton of magic resist yet you know if you're mm-hmm. it, it, there's a difference between like okay morello at six items when you know characters have base 100 mr versus shadow flame at your second item when characters have base 50 like reducing 10 magic pen there is absolutely massive compared to reducing 40 percent of a you know level nine vladimir's healing yeah also yeah. the magic pen is like conditional but it's not it, it's not really mm-hmm. that conditional that's right? what i was like, gonna get to next <laughs> it's based on conditional health going from a 2500 down to a thousand which means it's not conditional on tanks right like that that's pretty well the way that you look at it on on 80 carry supports mid laners um you're pretty well always getting like 15 pen and then as the fight finishes you're getting uh like 20 pen which is which dude 20 mm-hmm. pen is crazy okay, well, pen in the game is fucked so it's this combination of like twenty pen from Shadow Flame, 
plus, you know, another 18 from Sork Shoes, plus another, I, I don't know, whatever your, your mythic is if you if you run Pro, uh, if you're on, yeah, or, one of the two, yeah, well, yeah. or Ludens. You know, there's like, there's, there's just so much pen in the game that increases your damage so much um, because of how, you, you know, early game magic resist scaling functions that if, you know, if you're able to reduce that, that's a higher damage increase than, um, you know, buying flat AP is a lot of the times. Uh, yeah so there, that's that's a huge thing right so like the people who are buying shadow flame and you're, you're buying it as a second item so if you're like farming well and doing okay you're you're finishing that like relatively early like the opponent mid laner probably has like 2000 if that health uh, if they're full and the 80 carry and support probably have less um, so like you're, you're probably getting like 14, 15 regardless on any of them up to 20 if you've literally traded with them at all. Right. So if this is like you, you chip them with two abilities and then you're, you're still trading in lane or in a team fight or whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, as well as it's just a lot more in line with what most mid laners are trying to actually do, which is kill somebody, right? The lower health they are, the more damage you're doing, because uh, you because you have more pen, right? So then that lets you actually finish somebody off, as opposed to like, oh, I can cut their healing by a little bit for three seconds, like that doesn't really help me kill them unless they're like a drain tank, and even then, like more magic pen is probably more effective at that. Um, you know, 10 APs, nothing to scoff at. Obviously, it's it's the magic pen that makes it really, really good. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, you're 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 getting close to full effectiveness pretty often, and it's and it's letting you actually like finish kills is is I think the big thing, versus like, oh, the anti heal is good, but like it's way more conditional, and I think way less likely to net you something like actually meaningful. I also, I also think the anti kill is bad. Uh, is like another thing. Um, for I feel like most people don't do this, but like ever since they added in like the actual updated numbers for like what you can look at, just hover over your oblivion yeah. orb or your morellos pretty consistently. Hover it over at the beginning of every fight and at the beginning at end of every fight. You're not reducing that much healing unless their team is fucked. And if their team is fucked, pick up an oblivion orb and sit on it. Right, like use your use your other um twenty two hundred gold to buy shadow flame shadow shadow flame is like uh, it's so good for its cost like i i just feel like there's no benefit of finishing i mean what is the benefit of finishing real is getting average stat i mean it's to complete a legendary item right is i guess the main. yeah mm-hmm. but like at that point sit on oblivion orb until you're six items right i, I honestly don't think like morello is really worth finishing most of the time unless you like have 2200 gold that you need to spend before like a spike or something like you have to fight now so your option is like finish morello or just get a needlessly large rod and like an extra tome yeah it just feels like i just think i think i think like uh anti-heal is super overrated by a large portion of the community um the worst example is like i won't call it the person but um in our community game tournament um someone bought uh early game um chempunk on vi which is a very common build because it's super stat efficient on it right but like the kind of consensus is you start building black leaf on it right um and the energy team had like a little bit of healing but not a lot and dude just like, every single fight you click on it first fight dude it reduced seven healing yeah it, it's it, like it's one of those things where i feel like it's 
necessary when you don't have it and it feels worthless when you do have it mm-hmm. you know because if you're in a fight and you know they get a, like a triumph heal for 200 and that allows them to turn the fight around like it feels really bad if you don't have morello for that but then if you do like you only reduce 80 healing so does that really like change anything i don't know it's 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 weird but shadow yeah, flame is I, shadow flame is just better <laughs> it is i i do think that still healing an anti-heal is is a system that could do some work um Mm -hmm. and maybe that's maybe uh we need a fourth host on here so that when they're the lead designer they can change that but uh i i I definitely think that 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 system could use some improvements because it's like even if you get heal cut if they have like a strong atrox he's still gonna just heal through all of that and if you buy it for like a medium healing team, it's going to cut four healing and you're going to feel like it's like, again, it, it feels like you always need it, but then it also feels like it's doing nothing when you actually get it. Yeah, it, it needs and an I, update for sure. I also do want to say, like, I feel like I kind of shit on you a little bit. Um, I think the best thing that you're doing here is thinking about the game critically, right? Yeah. Like you are thinking, why, why the fuck does everyone just autopilot Shadowflame? Is it good to autopilot Shadowflame? Should I be going something else, right? Like, these are good questions to be asking yourself, and that's how you improve as a league player, by the way. So, like, as much as yeah, I don't absolutely. think you were correct in the way that you went about it, I think actually thinking like this is way better than what 90% of league players are doing. So. Yeah, for sure. If you're thinking about items at all, that's probably better than what the majority of player base is thinking of or is, is like, approaching the game. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, number two, Riftmaker, does it suck? I think so. This item is supposed to be the AP Bruiser Mythic, and yet even the most AP Bruiser out there, Mordekaiser, prefers to go Jack Show. I think the only champs that primarily pick this Mythic are Gwen and Kale. What do you think? Does Riftmaker need more attention from Riot? Chunky Monkey. Uh, yeah, the item sucks. Um, it's one of the worst items in the game. <laughs> it, it just sucks because like it, it feels it feels like it takes a really long time to like actually proc and come online. Um, and then the effect itself is like, it's it's pretty decent, but when you compare it to other mythics, like, you know, Jack Show proccing, where, okay, suddenly you're just, like, way, way tankier than you were previously. You know, you, you've drained a bunch of health. Like, now you can, you know, survive on the, the edge of death, like, for even longer. Um, you know, if you're Mordekaiser and you have a Jack Show and you proc at low HP, you get more out of last stand, like, that sort of thing. It's just, like, the alternative is, okay, so I've procced um rift maker and if i don't have a ton of aoe damage like i don't get to heal very much and even if i do like i only get 10 percent. is it 10 percent still or is it even lower than that um i don't know i get some small percentage of my damage as as true damage but only after i've been in combat for what like three seconds and uh, it's just it's weird yeah, I mean the reality is like I, I think yeah Gwen and Mort are probably the only characters that I think that can build that build it like pretty consistently. Um, I think Jack shows just a better Mort item. I don't think I think Gwen once again Gwen the issue is she just doesn't have a good mythic right like or, or Merc yeah. is probably her best mythic. But I also think she has like six better items that are built on her that are all non mythics. So yeah, it's weird. It, I I think it, they need to look at just reworking it entirely like. I think they took Omnivamp out of everything except this is now like the one thing that has it, mm-hmm. and it's like really weird conditional Omnivamp to to hit like the the final proc. I guess you well, get the little no, you get the the vamp. So it's seven percent base, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and it is uh, it's oh sorry, nine uh, percent true damage. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's it's weird. Again, I, I don't. I, there's a couple characters it works on. I don't think it's any characters like 
best item except for yeah maybe Gwen because she just doesn't have any other good items um well i mean it's because like if you're it, it if you're able to fully stack conqueror and fully stack riftmaker at the same time like that's a pretty powerful combo like that that's mm-hmm. for sure the case um but then you're sitting on you know your mythic which gives you 70 ability power and you, you know it only gives you 300 health it doesn't i, I don't know seven percent omni vamp is not a lot um it, it's it's just so and then like even nine percent true damage is, is not a lot i mean if we make the comparison to first strike which i believe is still nine percent as well like the only time when we see huge numbers is if you is if you see like a huge gangplank barrel like chain crit and if you see like i don't know like plus 600 or whatever um mm-hmm. from first strike old like that's insane but then if you like translate that over to rift maker where okay you, you you just like one hit the entire team and you dealt 600 bonus true damage because of your rift maker like okay well that's not a ton you know that's uh, i don't know like six kraken procs like seven kraken procs and that's like best absolute best case scenario after you've got it procced and you have a lot of aoe damage and they've perfectly stacked like there's just so many there's too many conditions that go into making this item like good yeah i also think that one of the like big considerations is like this is supposed to be the ap bruiser mythic but like tank mythics are just so good and so much Mm -hmm. better and a lot of these characters already have like either sustain or damage mitigation their base damages are really high and they can get this effect out of running like conqueror that's just better um it's right like i think the, the the premier example is like conqueror diana who goes like nasher's tooth into like jack show and mm-hmm. still 100 to zeros you because she has enough base damage and like on hit damage it's like why would they ever go rift maker when they can just have like this other better thing that makes them way tankier they have enough damage it's less conditional like yeah yeah, it's it's this weird middle ground where if you want to be tankier and do more sustained damage you should go a tank item and if you want to you know deal way more damage you you should just go a mage item you know Mm -hmm. and being stuck in the middle being a jack of all trades is like not as good so cool thanks for the uh thanks for the questions chunky monkey hopefully that helps and you know, we get some more uh, good discussion out of it. Yeah. Uh, I guess final email, pretty late this yeah. week, is from Big Dadicus. He says, apparently the joke I emailed in two shows ago got lost or went missing, so I'll have to reuse that joke next week because it's a long one and I don't want to type it all out again right this, sec- right this second. So instead you get this very daddy dad joke. I love the idea that he has to type it out again instead of just finding the email copy and pasting. copy pasting it. Yeah, <laughs> or like forwarding it. Uh oh, I have a confession. Uh oh, oh, I deleted it. Oh, but, was it okay, super long? It, it was pretty long. But hear me out. I was like, "There's no way he listened to this part of the show." <laughs> I was gonna call. I was calling his bluff. I was like, "If I don't read his email one That's week, fucking funny. There's no way he knows." He, he, he sends them in at random times. He even tells me, he even sometimes messages, go, he like, uh, I'll be playing Community Night he'll go, oh, did I send an email this week? Did I send a joke this week? He doesn't fucking know. He doesn't know when the show is. I'm like, he, there's zero chance he yeah. ever fucking listens to this part. He did. And I, I, I he, my bluff was, I, I tried to call his bluff and I was wrong. So I, I apologize. Out in, 
Anyway, we do have one joke that's not super long this week from him. Um, I have two German shepherds named Rolex and Timex. They're my watchdogs. Dunnets. Nice. Good. Nice. Good. Um, so that's the last email. Should I wall of support before we wrap? I things wish up? you would. All right. Let me let me prepare myself mentally for this thick wall of our wonderful patrons. We've got uh, A, Aaron, Actual Yordle, Adrian, Adrian, Sadly Not Joshua, Alex, Elise, Andrew, Angelholic, Armis, Arsonist, Austin, Blabby, Blooper, Boba Solo, Brady, Breedable Soraka, Brian, Brosif, Brybump, Camiril, Chaz, Cheese for Real, Chuzix, Coastal Toast, Colton, Dabular, Dan Man, David the Deadly Tiger, uh, Decar, Decopod, Diggity Daxter, Dr. Libby, Don't Be Creative, Dr. Coconuts, Dr. Herfurfurfur, Dragoon, Dream Villain J, Drew, Dylan, Eva Unit, Finner, Foxloaf, Frozen Ninja, Gabriel, Gun Bunny, Gunner, Harley, H Fire, Hoogabean, Herx, I Cosplay, Gragas, Jake, Jamal, Jody, J, Jeff, Jesse, Jesse, Jigmink, Jisoo, Joby, John, Josh, 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 Joshua, Josh, Josh Plank, Joshua. The Joshes are diminishing. It's less. Oh no. Calzafar, Chaos Reaper, Kevin, Kevin, Kieran, Clon, Amy, Koi, the Monkey Boy, Conrad, Cracked Faster, Patser. Uh, Crambone, Landon, Leafide, League Saint, Lacona, Lispsync, Lucas, Madeline, Man Mannington, Marshall, Mary Makes No Sense, Matt, Max and Mox, Michael, Mijkale, uh, Mijkai, sorry, <laughs> Nilkman, Miscreated, Monty, Mr. Ginger, Muse Guy, My Balls, Your Gin, Mystic, Rune, uh, Nathan, Nikoj, Nicole, Noah, NYC Poem, Oscar, Panda Bear, Nine, uh, Papa Kush Ivern, Pards Bay, Pocky, Raphael, Rattlesnake Jake, Red Lefty, Rugby Ninja 7, RJ Flynn, Ryan, Ryan, Samuel, Sejuani's Baby Daddy, Seth, Skydrill, Stu, Stuart, Sunny, Sunny Pebble, Swiggy, T-Hubs, Thane, The Last Samurai, Thomas, Titties and Biddies, Tiscotlum, Ty, Ty, Wallace, Womper, Will, Wolf, Wolfie, Wyatt, Zod, X-Strong, Give Me With A Gun, Zach, Xiaoman, and Womper. Awesome. Thank you guys for supporting us. If you'd like to send us an email, it's mail at leecastpodcast.com. Watch us on Twitch at King Lord Out, Blue Basket, and Leecast Frost. Uh, tweet at us at Leecast on Facebook, we're Leecast. Visit our website, leecastpodcast.com. Join our Discord server, discord.g forward slash Leecast, and support us on Patreon and get your name read, patreon.com slash Leecast. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.